I want them to know that if they're listening to this right now, they're listening for a reason, is that God does not call the equipped. He equips the called. You're listening to Marketplace Ministry, a podcast for Christian entrepreneurs that looks at business through a biblical lens. Your business is a calling, and when you do it according to God's principles, it is an act of worship and brings glory and honor to Him. Let's get into the show. This is Marketplace Ministry, a podcast for kingdom-minded entrepreneurs that looks at business through a biblical lens. On today's show, I'm talking with Melissa Walzak. Melissa is a pink Cadillac director for Mary Kay. She's been married to her husband for over 30 years. She's a registered nurse and worked with EMS for some time. She has five children, eight grandchildren, And she has a message that will inspire you and fill you with hope today. I guarantee you will listen to this message and you will never be the same. Let's get into the interview. Melissa, welcome to Marketplace Ministry. I'm so excited to have you here with us today. How are you doing? I am doing great. I'm so blessed to be here with you. Amen. So we're going to be talking today about encounters with Jesus. That's the topic that you sent to me, and I think that's a wonderful topic to be talking about, especially when it comes to being business owners. And I want to ask you this question. What is the most recent encounter you've had with Jesus that has made a significant impact in your life? I feel like I have daily like words, but I did have a prophetic um, encounter with Jesus just Monday night. So I am a part of a spirit-filled church here in Wisconsin and just so blessed because prior to that, we were driving 10 hours down to Abundant Light to get our spirit filling. And so I'm a cell leader and during worship, I just literally, I could just like, Jesus was right there. Actually, he was sitting on the couch next to another young lady that I felt like the word I was receiving was for her, but the Holy Spirit said, it's for everyone. So give it to everyone. And so do you want me to share what, uh, what I received on Monday night? Yes, absolutely. Let's hear that. All right. Basically, I just started journaling. And once I started feeling Jesus talking to me, I just started journaling. I am here. And actually, it was interesting when I went back to look at my journaling, I spelled here, H-E-A-R, like here. Yes, hold your hands out, open your mind, body, and allow me, Holy Spirit, to come upon you. Let heaven come to the earth now and forevermore. Do not live in this world of fear and worry. I am here. Let me in. All in not just partway, cast off generational curses of poverty mindset. Do not let the enemy win. I am breaking off all strongholds. Steward my money well. I will bring abundantly more. Prosperity, not poverty. I want you to prosper. Say, my beloved, I am living abundantly wealthy, a worry-free life. I am receiving financial blessings. I am a princess a daughter of the king. And then a couple minutes later, the Lord said, get on your knees and worship. And so I did. I got on my knees. And uh, when you think you don't have enough, give more and watch me show off. And then I felt the word missions fulfilled, debts paid off. You know, you just never know. And uh, afterwards, several, this is a women, it was a women's group. And so several areas that chains came off and it was powerful and it obviously was not me at all. So that was my most recent encounter. 
And to be honest, it had been a little bit because I had, you know, we get busy. We get so busy. I'm busy with my business. And, um, you know, sometimes I picture uh, coming out of my bedroom and seeing Jesus sitting on the couch waiting for me and you get distracted. And and, and so over the last week, um, I just have really had time and I've I've made time to spend that extra time with the Lord. Wow. That is a powerful prophecy that you just read there. It it gave me chills. And I can tell it wasn't just for your group. It's for anyone who has ears to listen, anyone who has ears to hear. And you you said that that it was here, H-E-A-R. And I think that's so powerful because, like you said, we get so busy. And when we're busy we end up being deaf to what God's trying to tell us. But if we will just hearken to his voice and listen to what he has to say, what did this word do for you when, when you heard that? Had you ever dealt with the, the poverty mentality? Had you ever dealt with feeling like you were less than who God's called you to be? Absolutely. You know, it hasn't been a real long time since I, you know, I was born again. I had religion, but did not have a relationship. And so when I was living in that place of religion, working full-time as a nurse, you know, night shift, weekends, holidays, uh, you know, I felt like we were always paycheck to paycheck and truly living in that, what you would call poverty mindset. It is very clear to me, and God has made it super clear through just even my, my business, being able to retire from nursing, my husband getting laid off, that it's like, and not changing anything like in the, in the natural, you would think that would be impossible. But when you can live in the supernatural and bring heaven to earth every single day and be a princess or a prince, it's like, we don't have to be paupers anymore. And so it's, it's been a lot of transformation and a lot of inner healing of guilt and shame and things like that, that has helped me. Do I go there sometimes? Absolutely. But then I just need to get back into the word and and uh, and back with my tribe. What would you say to somebody who's struggling with that? I mean, it, it sounds so easy to say that I get back in my word to fix my mindset. But what about people who don't necessarily believe in affirmations or declarations and they, they feel like uh, that that might work for you, but that doesn't work for me? What would you say to that person? Mm, That's a good question. So um, in my business as a marketplace ministry and in the ministry that I actually do, I actually have founded a 501c. We meet with people all the time. The ministry is for poverty, mental health and addiction, and community well-being. And so it is a daily place of just meeting them where they're at and actually letting them, you know, testimonies are amazing. Testimonies are so powerful. And for them to even hear your testimony, that helps. I'll sit down with the basics. Even, you know, I, it didn't happen overnight that I got rid of, and I still, again, you're working on it all the time. But I, my husband and I have facilitated Dave Ramsey classes, even helping them with a the budget and little simple things. Like, you know what, let's just, let's just try to, you know, decide and whether they know Jesus or not, just loving on them. But I have done little things like instead of thinking about bills in the mailbox, let's think about checks Mm. or something abundant. Let's just start simple there. You know, let's, let's just think about that. Even if you can't say the affirmations or the IMs, um, you know, I do this little weird thing that is like, 
let me show you that it's real. And I've done this several times and, and it's like going into a parking lot and like just saying, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to have upfront parking. There's going to be, somebody's going to pull out right now. I'm going to have, you know, what you think about, you bring about 99% of the time I get upfront parking and my consultants that have done the same thing. Cause I just do little, little training. Cause you know, it's like, it's just little bits. I don't give them the whole thing, you know, go read the, uh, you know, su supernatural ways of royalty or those things like that. You know, it's like, it's just, um, just loving them where they're at and giving them little things. And those things happen to me. Like, Yes, all we used to have was bills in our mailbox. And now, like, checks come, and I don't even know sometimes, like, where the checks are coming from. That is a few of the things that we do. Is doing it and changing that mindset, shifting the mindset to believe that the impossible is possible, that it can happen for you, right? Exactly. And uh, I have a, I don't know if this is the time to go there, but I have an unmasking ministry that is exactly what that is, um, you know, we wouldn't have time enough for me to go into what God has done over the last four years. Um, however, this ministry has taken uh, me and it's all about getting rid of that poverty mindset and being a daughter or a son of the king. We've been in North Carolina, in Belize, in um, Puerto Rico, Wisconsin. Uh, many of those, uh, the people that I'm associated with and have done this with are from Abundant Life Church and uh, as well as here in Wisconsin. And so basically, I want you to think about this. It's like every person, every person, it doesn't matter who you are, is hiding behind a mask. There is a mask that we have on and we actually put on a charcoal mask, like a black mask. And we really go through limiting beliefs. Sometimes we have to help them with what that looks like. And typically you need to write down five of them. Um, and it's the fifth one that's actually your limiting belief. And we have a team, we have a ministry team that's there around these women or men. We've done a couple men now. And basically we went, we unmask them. We take off what, what the enemy is trying to tell them is lies. And actually in the natural, some of the stuff is actually facts, right? Some of the, some of it is facts, but it's not God's truth. And so then what we do is we take that off and literally those limiting beliefs are burnt up, ripped up, burnt. I mean, we actually have had burning sessions. We've had, and we've done this all the way from people that are homeless to pastors and leaders. And then we fill them up, right? Now we're going to fill them up with those affirmations, those I am's, but with standing in the word. And we have a ministry team that's coming around, praying over them, possibly have words, the Holy Spirit. It is different every time. So it's so hard to describe. I have goosebumps just talking about it. So hard. The last time everyone was crowned, like literally we crowned. So, you know, if I don't know if you know, but if you bend over and you put the crown on, you cannot keep the crown on unless you stand tall. And so that crown and then the next person took the crown off and then put the crown on and we always have a, a Bible verse, a specific Bible verse that we pray over and we put next to their seats uh, before they even sit down. And every time, every time the Holy Spirit shows up spot on. And so we, I can't tell you how many testimonies and chains and things that have happened and that has broke off poverty mindsets. Wow. I imagine it when you describe putting on the crown and then standing up, just that change of posture is enough to create different feelings and emotions inside the body and then you begin to be more confident and when you're more confident then you're able to speak those confident words and affirmations that is so powerful and i love how you talked about the unmasking and writing down and it's the fifth one that's the 
is the kicker. That's the one that's holding people back. You're in a very empowered place right now, but I imagine you weren't always in this place. What was the catalyst that got you to where you are today? Whew, makes me emotional. So yeah, I was not. I actually, you know, if you want to get real, I had, uh, yeah, I grew up, I grew up in religion. I went to a uh, Catholic school. You know, I, I had good parents, but um, there was never, you know, there was a lot of shame and a lot of guilt uh, with uh, with the laws. And um, and then I actually uh, left home at 17 and got married. And that was a really, um, I was a part of domestic violence. I have a hard time even talking about it, but I guess we just need to be real, right? And so uh, I had a son and my son was truly my reason. I had been told when I was in high school, I always wanted to be a nurse. I was told that I was not smart enough by a counselor, by the student counselor, that I was not smart enough to be a nurse. And so it actually took me down a road of leaving home at 17, going to school for a whole different uh, different thing, failing out, getting pregnant, getting married. I'm not saying it was all his fault, but I'm like, and then being in this, this relationship. But once my son was born, I was like, I know my parents gave me a good enough foundation that I know that this is not right and that I don't want him living that life. And so I actually went to nursing school. I was pregnant. I had, I mean, I literally would four, I think it was four or six days after he was born, I was back in school. And so I became a registered nurse and then I got out of that relationship. And then God brought me the man of my dreams that, you know, we've been married for over 30 years and just is like, we do life together. And there's definitely been ups and downs. And so, yeah, I had a lot of garbage. And so I just lived life. I even taught Sunday school. We were Lutheran at that time, but I had never read the Bible. I had never been in the word. You know, there was catechism. I knew the stories and, uh, and I wanted to, but it just didn't work. I would try and I'd be like, okay, this makes no sense to me at all. And so I was living in the I would say four walls. I was living in the four walls of a country church. I was nursing and I was not getting out. I didn't even drive outside of my town. I was just here. I was seeking though. Like there was little things that I was seeking that I wanted more. And so uh, what happened was I became a Mary Kay consultant, right? And uh, and I just did it for the, I was still working nursing full time. Didn't even know much about this company besides I love the products. And so it literally was three years into my journey of just, you know, doing it with my mom and my sister that I went to a conference and, you know, women will help women. And I was helping another lady and that's why I went. And I sat there and I was in awe at them talking about God first, family second, career third, um, and just all these different things about, um, you know, they opened in prayer and I'm like, what is this company? And it was just different than my church service. And I, you know, you go to church and then that's pretty much it. I'd never done, I'd never done a Bible study. And so I was like in awe and I came home and I asked my director, I said, you know, I think I'm going to do a little more of this. So that was actually in 2009. By 2010, I'd accelerated to a free car and becoming a Mary Kay sales director. Now, I wasn't having a relationship yet with Jesus, but Jesus was showing up. And fast forward, I earned a cruise in Mary Kay. And on that cruise is where I met a gal from Kentucky. It was actually after the cruise at the airport. 
Um, because I don't travel, I booked myself in the wrong airport. My husband was coming with me. I never would have went. I booked myself in the wrong airport. And so we were in Fort Lauderdale. We were supposed to be in Miami. So we had to try to get to Miami. And then on the way home in Fort Lauderdale, our flight was canceled. So let me tell you, God set this up. So it was the next day sitting in the airport and I was just, I had it. Like I was not as patient, as kind as I am now. And I was sitting there and there was this gal next to me. And somehow we started talking about mission trips. Not one thing about the business, but we, I love, I go, I've been going to, I've gone to Haiti, I've gone to Honduras on medical mission trips uh, with my mom, with my son. So when she was talking about Honduras, it was like, we were just in, I mean, so over our conversation in the end, I gave her my business card because that would be a smart thing to do. She started buying Mary Kay and then actually joined my team, which meant I needed to go travel to Kentucky. And so it was in Kentucky and I actually wrote, I'm like, oh, I got to write these dates down. It was 2016 because that is when I got my first Bible and she has it written in my Bible. 2016, I went down there and God definitely intended for me to grow my business there, but that was not the first intention. And the first intention was um, my coming to Abundant Life Church, being born again. And if you're asking when the transformation happened, it was on that day. So it was uh, May 24th of 2016. Were you filled with the Holy Ghost on that day? Or was that just when when your spirit came alive and you were like, this makes sense? What what happened? Yeah, my spirit came alive. I was super confused. You know, I'm like, what is that? Like, what are they? What are they speaking? Like all this stuff is completely new to me. And actually somebody passed out and it's like so funny how it goes back, but I think God was protecting me a little bit. So of course my nurse and EMS instinct was like, I got to go in the back room and help them. So I was like in the back room when a lot of stuff was happening out in the church. And so which I wouldn't have understood and I didn't understand, but they were so good. Like I remember going over and meeting with Pastor Terry uh, right away afterwards. And then the next day went um, shopping for or maybe it was that day for a Bible. And I'm like, you go shopping for a Bible? And like literally over an hour doing that. And it's like, this is my first Bible. Like this, look at that baby. And I had, and all the way home, I put all the little tabs on it and I started reading. I couldn't stop reading the whole way home. I was reading and it was actually talking to me. And they sent me home with um, literature on the Holy Spirit because what I believe and what I'm finding with, um, so many people, they know the Father and they know the Son, but they don't know the Holy Spirit. That's the missing link. My goodness, the Holy Spirit. And when you have that, and yes, that was coming alive. I get home. Now I know I now somebody's inviting me to a Bible study. And then now my husband's starting to come on board. Uh, and actually, it was not until the next year I had got into Mary Kay, a million-dollar director asked me to come away to a silent retreat. They had these silent retreats that they were doing. Never heard of anything. My number one strength is communication. So that would be a little difficult, right? And so I was working through some things though. I had never submitted to my husband. Like there was things that I'm reading and I'm like, wow, like getting my life, getting my life in order with Jesus. And so when I went to that silent retreat, that is when I was outside and I received my spirit language. Like, I'm like, I was, I received the infilling at a silent retreat. I think God is super funny. I'm like, I'm outside and, I, and nobody was around. So obviously I'm speaking and it was amazing. And then I left 
And there'd been some other things at home because I'd been being mentored and it was just so good how God opens doors. But I, I was going to leave and, and Jesus said, you're not done yet. You need to marry me. Mm. And I'm like, what? I need to marry you? Like I was with Jesus. It was like, if you can think of the setting, it was outdoor. It was at a Bible camp and had all the seats and had the cross up front. And then there was a table. And so it was at the cross where I kept just saying before, you know, when I received it was like, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. I just kept saying it over and over. And I was like on my face at the cross. And then all of a sudden, boom, it just happened. And then I was jumping around like a crazy person. I was on the benches. And I I mean, I just thought if somebody would have been recording me, it's like, and so then, then I'm like calming down and I'm like, okay, now I have to go back and I can't even talk. I can't even tell anybody what just happened. And, and Jesus, it was, but it was, I wasn't supposed to, I was supposed to be just with Jesus. And so I'm like going to leave. And Jesus is like, come here. I want you to marry me. And so I pictured a white gown, the flowers, the music, and I could see Jesus. And I walked up the aisle and literally walked up and I was going to walk to the cross. And Jesus is like, I already did that for you. I already laid that down. You just come right here. And literally, It's like, I I can just feel it just like, like it was yesterday. And just like that, Jesus and I became one. Like it was just like, like we were married and we were one. So we are one with Jesus. We are, like you said, we are one with Jesus. Oh my goodness. It makes me think about some of us when we're Christians, even baby Christians, maybe some more mature Christians, we get into that rut of religiousness and then we don't acknowledge the presence of Jesus. It's right there in the room with us. We don't even recognize that we are one with him. What would you say to somebody who is in that space right now? Well, that was my space. Mm. And even the doubt of all this happening, I was like, I don't even know, like I, even to this day, I am not proficient in scripture. I am definitely not equipped. What I say to them is that God does not call the equipped he equips the called and every single one of us are called and we're called in our unique giftings. Like Jason, you're not going to be like me in your calling and, and the next person, you know, is not going to be. And so I really love to just get to know people, find out their strengths and help them to walk in their strengths because so many of us are walking in the basement of our strengths. We all have them. Every one of we were born with them. I, I thank you, Jesus, want everyone to be in the balcony. That is encouraging. That's inspiring. And I hope that the listeners are picking up on this. And I hope that they walk away encouraged today with what you're saying, because everything that you're saying, it's anointed. It's of the Holy Spirit. I can I can sense it. And you're in a different state than me. But I feel the presence of God, the anointing on this conversation tonight. And I'm excited to share this with the world and hopes that the seed that you sown today is going to take root in someone's life so that they can walk in the empowerment that you've experienced through your encounters with Jesus. I want them to know that if they're listening to this right now, they're listening for a reason. And Jesus is calling them, calling them to a deeper place. Maybe they won't have the encounters that I, that, that I had, you know, maybe they don't see Jesus, you know, however, he's here, he's inside of you. And he is wanting more of you. And you just have to open your hands and let go and just say, I receive it. What next? You know, every day I try to say, what next, Jesus? Because I might have my day planned. 
Here's a big one. Never have expectations. Expectations have hurt me in so many places. Just have an expectancy Mm. of what Jesus has for you. That's good. Never have expectations, but have expectancy of what Jesus wants to do in you. I love that. If people want to learn more about you, how do they get in touch with you? Uh, We do have a ministry that we are just getting our website up and going, and that is called the Red House of Hope. Absolutely, they could get get in contact with me through that way. Anyone is more than welcome to reach out. My business, I do coaching for my the people that are my consultants on strengths, on their strengths. We work every single day about where is your attention and how are you being intentional? Because the past, the past is depression. The future is anxiety. Jesus wants us to be present with him right now right now. And so many times our brains are so noisy. That's why I go away to be in 48 hours of silence just with with Jesus because no technology, no anything, because we're constantly thinking about what's going to happen tomorrow or, oh no, what I did yesterday and how I could have done it different. Just let it go. Because when you let it go, you have courage and that's going to bring you to the place of peace, love, and joy. Would you like to pray us out today? I would love to. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for the connections. Thank you for the connections with Jason and uh, and just how this, this led up to this day, Lord. Lord, you are so much greater and you are so much wiser than us. And we just thank you. We thank you for the blessings. We thank you for the blessings. And Lord, that you just that you just give each and every one that is listening to this podcast wisdom and discernment, Lord. Come upon them right now, Lord. Lord, that the infilling of the Holy Spirit would be upon them, Lord, that they can walk a different walk, that they can talk a different talk, Lord, that 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 prayers are being answered, Lord, and that you, you have a specific call in their life, Lord, and that, yes, Lord, thank you, Jesus, that, Lord, that they'll just get uncomfortable, getting uncomfortable for you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for getting uncomfortable, and thank you, Jesus, for their yes in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to be with us here today on on Marketplace Ministry. Until next time, we call you to prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. We hope today's message inspired you and ministered to you. Let us know if it did by joining the conversation. You can do that by connecting with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Clubhouse. All the details will be in the show notes. If we helped you today, please share this episode. Be sure to rate this podcast and leave us a review. When you do, it helps us know what content you find valuable so we can make more of it. Plus, it helps get this show in front of more listeners. So if you could leave us a rating and a review, we would greatly appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Continue to seek God first and serve his people well, and your business will prosper. In Jesus' name.